Hey, 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 and welcome back to Thoughts from the 305. I'm your host, Anna and today I got another whopper for you. Now, as most of you know, there's a whole affordable housing crisis happening in the U.S., and to quote the Secretary of HUD, Miami is the epicenter. Folks will usually say pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, but honestly, this has been escalating for a few years now. But before I move any further, let me first... L- let my two wonderful guests that have graciously agreed to have this much needed conversation with me introduce themselves let me let the peeps know who you are and tell us a little bit about your org all right so my name is adrian madrid pronouns he el i'm with smash uh, smash stands for struggle for miami's affordable and sustainable housing and we are a community land trust, which basically means that we take land and we put it into the community's control because we're big, you know, on communal things. And we build power for housing justice to make housing a human right in Miami so that everybody will eventually have a home. And the way we do that is we build housing. We, uh, for example, have a new cooperative that we're opening up very soon. It's going to be doing its grand opening on September 18th. And that is a place where people can get affordable housing. They only have to pay $700 a month. And then they help us go out into the community and build more power for something called the Miami Housing Justice Agenda so that we can have the values and policies necessary in Miami-Dade County to make sure that everybody has a home. And beyond that, uh, we believe deeply in organizing. That's my background personally. I. Was uh, I wasn't born in Miami, I was born in New Orleans, but I was raised in Miami pre-Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Andrew blew away our apartment, mm. and I learned from a very young age how important housing is. And then, you know, after college, did a couple of things, but eventually I became a community organizer uh, with an organization that both me and Trinice are familiar with, the Mind Worker Center. And I saw some things that, my God, like, I can't believe they exist in Miami. I can't believe in the richest city in the richest country in the world, we have people that are living with rats and roaches and mold and mildew. And I'm not even talking about like tiny roaches. I'm talking about roaches that are like as big as your face and rats that are the size of like small dogs. I I mean, the the kinds of things that people have to deal with on a regular basis in neighborhoods like Liberty City, Little Haiti, Overtown, Little Havana, you know, ceilings collapsing on children and electrical catching on fire and children getting bitten by rats being sent to the hospital. It really just changes your life when you see it in person and also when you smell it in person. Mm. Into some apartments that I just like, the, the stench is so foul. Nothing to do with the tenant, everything to do with the negligence of the landlord. And there's, you know, like, a layer of sludge on the tub you know from like backed up sewage that's coming through the pipes and you know leaks in the ceilings and i mean can you imagine just like having to deal and breathe that air in every single day that's the kind of stuff that people in miami unfortunately have to deal with all the time so that's why trenice and i got together in 2015 and we decided to form this organization smash struggle for miami's affordable and sustainable housing and our first campaign was called Smash the Slumlords because these are the people that are making everybody's lives miserable, that are basically taking advantage of gentrification, taking advantage of the fact that people's incomes are so low and yet the cost of housing is so high. You can basically set up any old shack 
with any conditions whatsoever, or take a condemned building even, take down the wooden panels off the windows, say, open for rent, and then people will pay the rent because they're that desperate to find an affordable place to live. So these are the kinds of things that we're dealing with, and, and this is really why I do what I do. And I'll hand it off to Trinice to introduce herself. Hello, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Trinice Bryant. I am with Smash the Slumlord, as Adrian told you. He gave you a little graphic details of our organization and the work. But the other piece to that, I am the founder of When We're Broken Heels. So that's another um, part of work that we do together uh, around trauma-informed with when it comes to survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault because all those things resonate within the house so yes that house always have some type of trauma within it so we we provide a space of healing within the work that we do when it comes to affordable housing and and trauma so i'm gonna cut it right there and just let's get into the questions Let's get it. Denise is all about business. Yeah. Let's do it, y'all. Okay, we got no time. This racism, capitalism, patriarchy, it's all for real and it's right now. We got to do something about it. For real. Yeah, and then we got to sprinkle it with a little ableism, uh, homophobia, transphobia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a party. It's a party. And it, just to give folks uh, an idea as to how crazy the the it's not even income disparity is like the service disparity the access disparity so a new term that i had um come across i had never heard uh uh, the the this phrase before and and y'all can can jump in but um i was you know I was at the Homie Summit, which is helping our Miami uh, Dade youth because, <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to your point, Trinise, it starts at the home. There's a lot of trauma there, and unfortunately, we also have a huge population of house houseless and housing insecure youth in Miami-Dade County. And one thing that was discussed was the AMI. So the AMI is the area median income. It's the household income for the median or middle household in a region, according to HUD. And it's um, also sometimes referred to as the median family income. Uh, so. The AMI for Miami-Dade County is $68,300. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so for a family size of one, if you're making 80% of the AMI, you're making $54,600, which is, again, is a lot. After taxes, if you're making over 50 k for me, that, I don't know about y'all, but, it, it, I, you know, I guess my first generation life. It's 50 that is a lot. <laughs> no one person is pretty much making um, $54,000 a month, um, a year, I mean, but, you know, the society that we live in is so freaking high. Mm-hmm. And actually, me and Adrian are, are at a, a, like a national housing meeting right now. We're at the we're and we're talking about homes um, for all conference nice so we're talking about solutions of how we liberate the people around housing and my thing is this the the folks that like the county county officials the governor the president all of them all of their asses 
understands that error medium income is too high anyway. First of all, I can't base my rent on what the fuck I make. Only thing I could base my rent on is what the hell I take home. Because mm-hmm. that's real money. Mm-hmm. What I make gets slashed several different times. Mm-hmm. So what I take home is way less than what I make. And I think for me, when if, if you base it on the income on the person, what they bring home, then you can get people to kind of sort of kind of afford because then they know what they need to do how many jobs or how they're going to rob Peter to pay Paul and right now they're robbing Peter Paul, Julie, Suli and still don't have enough Mm -hmm. because they're basing it around the air medium income which is too goddamn high and then on top of that the landlords are um, charging horrific amounts of rent for bullshit ass apartments apartments with holes moles leaks and all those things right and i'm gonna stop there right mm. mm-hmm. and that and down and here I go on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you opportunities i'm gonna give you the opportunities trust me and down here if folks don't know we have the um the quote-unquote efficiency so it's not even an apartment sometimes you get a room that's inside of a house that somebody put together you know they got somebody's uncle and vecino that from the next door's neighbors friends who sometimes goes to home depot and does stuff to come and put up a wall and then maybe maybe you'll have a sturdy wall if you have indoor plumbing if you have a kitchen you'll probably be lucky i heard that someone's renting an efficiency an efficiency for twelve hundred dollars um say what now okay <laughs> that's cute and another thing that i found interesting was that medium family income didn't say whether or not this included families that were doubled up because folks can't afford to live so they moving in with each other um they're not talking about families you know uh, the millennials folks that have had to stay with their parents um and it's it, they didn't differentiate what they meant by the you know the median family income and the the kicker is that even if you're at the extremely low income bracket of twenty thousand um five hundred dollars for family of one in miami-dade county you're still over the hundred and fifty percent federal poverty line meaning that you wouldn't be eligible for many or most public services that are tied to this minimum qualification what the fuck that is a very good analysis tremendous because yeah the the numbers in miami are just so out of whack with the rest of the country Mm -hmm. you know who qualifies for affordable housing here based on income limits somebody making close to a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand dollars a year you know if you go by ami right Mm. but that person is not gonna be you know on food stamps they're not gonna be on tanf they're not gonna be on any of that stuff right Mm -hmm. so like uh and and it's still expensive it's it's crazy expensive to be able to get by here even when your income is that high you know the cost of transportation is high the cost of insurance oh let's not even get into the cost of insurance and the insurance scandals that the state of florida has had recently you know and then the the state legislature that did nothing but they sighed oh let's just make the insurance companies even richer you know they did not do anything for the consumer at all let's not even get into that but like 
Miami is a very, very expensive place to live. Mm-hmm. And I think there's universal agreement about that, especially this year. Yep. So now we're like, we got to talk about what do we do about this? You know, like, yes, it's really expensive. Yes, the slumlords are out of control. Yes, the gentrification is displacing people left and right. Yes, the racist, you know, legacy of, uh, of redlining and white flight is something that we still have to deal with today. Um, you name it, there's some kind of a, of a plague or uh, an institutional evil that is making people's lives in Miami way more difficult than it has to be. So how are we going to address that? For us, that's a question of building a community of values, building a base of people that share the same value. And the most important value that we need people to have if we're going to overcome this is that housing is a human right. That is a very radical value to believe in. It is. Yeah, because you got a lot of people in Miami that make a lot of money Mm. off of the fact that housing is not a human right, Mm -hmm. right? That you can go ahead and take that dilapidated house, put maybe $5 of work on it, flip it for an extra $300,000, right? You know, that you can go ahead and put a granny flat in your backyard and you can now become, you know, a landlord living off of the uh, the income from the from the rent of the of the efficiency in your backyard. There's a lot of people who are either some kind of a real estate developer or a real estate agent or they all want to be real estate agents. You know, like they they see real estate as like the path to freedom, to liberation, to never having to pay bills ever again. But the problem with that is, if you take that route, the only way you're able to make it so that you're living large and not having to work and just collecting all that passive income is if you're exploiting people who have no other place to live. Okay? So, like, people, and and people don't make that connection at all. They're like, oh, no, I mean, you know, I need to look out for myself. I need to look out for my family. You know, I need this passive income. I don't want to have to work ever again. Baby, I don't want to have to ever work ever again either, okay? I think, I think we all should be able to just, like, chill and, like, not have capitalism be a thing, you know, and fuck the boss and, like, having to pay bills. Yeah, I want that to be my life, too. But, baby, I don't want that to be my life at the expense of Trinice's life. Exactly. Hey, I'm feeling this baby. Yeah. Because baby, <laughs> that's reality yeah. of what we're living in right yeah. now. Oh my it goodness. Is. Literally. If y'all could hear from, me nodding. <laughs> from the public housing all the way to the private sector. That's all that in one little arm um, and joy. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah. So I think we gotta like really break people. I don't want to say break people, but like we have to get, shake people a little bit and have them come to their senses so they they realize that the individual actions that they're taking they have greater consequences for our society. And I think we can get to a place where everybody has a home and you don't have to worry about paying the rent anymore. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my if we didn't have to pay rent anymore and people just had housing as a matter of right. That would be awesome. And that's really what we're all trying to get to. But the thing is, people have to get out of this mindset of, oh, no, I need to become a landlord. I need to become a real estate agent. I need to become the boss. I need to become the one who dominates, who exploits other people. Because 
that's the only way that I have to freedom. No, it doesn't have to be that way. There's a whole different world that we can build out there if we all just come together and we try to do something different. And it's not pie in the sky type stuff, you know? This is stuff that people have done all over the world. Right. You know, in, in Vienna, which is not some, you know, backwards country, okay, and Austria, excuse me, they have housing for everybody. In Finland, they have housing for everybody. You do if you don't have the money to pay for a house, you get a house. Okay. Well, why but you, you know one of the solutions, Adrian, is yeah. one of the things that we do on that you didn't talk about in the beginning mm-hmm. and introduce around one of the solutions to that is community land trusts. Mm-hmm. Well, the community, like when I grew up, I grew up in back in the early seventies, late sixties, and um I can remember that when my mom went to work and stuff, the community took care of us. The community the community would babysit us if they knew my mom was at work, they would make sure we were in the house and all those things like that. Going back to those times right there where community stuck together and did things together to help out the community. That's why there's so many when you walk um around in different neighborhoods, you see they started doing community gardens because they want that family get back into that family oriented but our the system that we live in don't think about community the system that we live in think about money in a more capitalist way and not within the way to help people out of the situations that they that they're currently in like i i, I go back to thinking about public housing you're from the 305, Andrea. Yeah. You look and you see the public housing, they're being redeveloped, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But who do you see living in them? Mm. It's not a lot of us. Mm-mm. Gentrification is real. Mm-hmm. Climate gentrification is real. Nope. Redevelopment, redevelopment is real and being people are being pushed out of communities. So mm-hmm. if I lived in Little Havana, what do I look like living in Little Havana? Mm. When I can't speak the language of the people that's in that community, that's me gentrifying them, mm. and, and that's that's what is happening um, right now. Is communities are being mixed together when that the struggle ain't the same. Mm. The struggle ain't the same. The redevelopment of public housing, like um, the government, don't want to house the people that cannot cannot really afford market rate rent mm. barely living off of a check but yet they want to redevelop them they redevelop them and they're not making them structural if i can say because what's pretty ain't all pretty mm-hmm. what's pretty ain't all good i'm gonna mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. yeah. what's pretty ain't all good what's new ain't all good what you had was big before a structure that can stand hurricanes tornadoes and all those things right now see if they can withstand those now Mm -mm. because we've had numerous of rains that has happened and Libby Square I can I have video of the water coming down the wall Mm. and this is new structure Mm. so when I think about going back to the beginning of like community land trust creating that communal space where community 
own land, not developers, not big developers. Community coming together and say, we're going to buy this property together. We're going to buy this house that's on the block is fit to go up for sale. Uh, Joe Blow died and they don't want the property. We're going to put our money together. We're going to own it. We're going to structure. We're going to be, we're going to govern what happens in our community. And if we do that, then we keep everything within our community. Right, right. And y'all, uh, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. And that it, it's, and I want to go back to a few things and, and dissect a little bit. Um, because that, that reference to Pi Adrian that you made, it's, there is a literal fear that, that folks have that's been driven into their head that if everyone eats, that means that you're taking from, you know, you're taking from someone's pocket. Right, which right, is not right. the case. Like, or that we're all eating less. If everybody were to eat, everybody somehow is eating less, or we're not eating as much as we could be. Something like that, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's wild to think because the other day I'm sitting there in the car with my friend, and I'm like, "Yo, you really? People are really still trying to pedal. You work your entire life. If you're lucky to reach retirement age, and this, if you're lucky." then you get to enjoy your life however that's if you can afford retirement if you can afford retirement because we don't know where social security is going to be uh if you don't have a 401k mm -hmm. if you didn't if you don't have medicare um if you don't mm -hmm. have if your food stamps suck so if you can't even afford retirement and i'm like thinking I'm like i am not trying to work no 30 more years to hopefully like I yes, I am a part of that demographic that is highly impacted by high blood pressure, ladies and gentlemen. If we did, if we did not know that, ladies and gents, days thens, I am a part of that demographic, and um, I'm I'm actually trying to enjoy my life. I'm about, I, I I agree with those sentiments. I am trying to enjoy my life. Thank you, thank you. And this this trap, I don't know what has been hustled and this continuous hustling of. You have to work, 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 and then you eventually the quote-unquote American dream. If we know that the American dream is a lie now, mm -hmm. why are we still taking the steps to try to achieve a, of a lie? You know, and that goes into the you know housing. Is, I do agree that housing is a human right. There isn't a reason why folks should be living under a bridge. I was reading um, the, the Herald posted a story on Instagram regarding a woman who her she had lost her husband. She's you know she's in her fifties. I don't consider fifties old. In fifties, you're still living your life, right? But she has a neurological disorder. And in the comments, it's just like, and you know, social media is a troll. But it also having interacted with folks in Miami, I know that this is very representative of people who live here. Oh, she's lazy she why is she working so then i'm like um in the literal title where it says she has a neurological disorder number one um and talk about ableism talking about access and then that misconception that that second misconception that poor people don't work i i don't know about y'all but um i think poor people are some of the most hard-working folks on this planet they are they absolutely side are. business hustling here left and right and yeah, two three jobs at a, like at a time what, what do you mean folks are lazy and don't want to work right okay okay uh this i'm sorry if, no, I, go if ahead. I can just yeah contribute something here this whole mentality that if somebody doesn't have a home it's because they did something mm. 
to get into that situation, right? Right? They didn't go to school. They got addicted to drugs. They were too lazy, didn't want to work, right? They, um, you know, uh, committed a crime, you know, and they're coming out of jail, right? So, like, for all these reasons we make up in our mind to justify something that is completely inhumane, which is the fact that somebody doesn't have a shelter. No. They don't even have the exquisite luxury of a bed with clean sheets mm. to come home to, to snuggle up in every single night. They don't even get that. There is no rest right. for this person at any point in time, okay? And what little things that they can get every once in a while that kind of counts as rest is constantly being taken away from them. Yeah. The city of Miami is at war with the unsheltered population. Yeah. They are constantly destroying encampments, constantly taking people's belongings with those big claw machines and putting them in a dumpster, okay, and then, you know, being gone with them. And now they want to put all of the unsheltered people on an island. <laughs> and I feel like this is the kind of thing that the people of Miami should be up in arms about all day every day they should be going out into the street like how can you treat our fellow miamians in this way but you know what's so interesting this language that i'm using fellow miamians you know common decency human beings compassion that's not part of our lexicon here in miami mm. i have to say okay mm. there's a lot of people that are like they should have worked harder they should if they wanted to build if they wanted to live in miami they should have worked harder and if they were working already they should have gone back to school to get another job a higher paying job so that they can afford to pay the rent in miami because and you know what say they miami. yeah 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 because you know what not everybody can live in miami okay miami is a luxury okay i wish i could live wherever you know like this this crap that people just re repeat all over and over again and you know what it really is it's to make themselves not feel so guilty at night when they go to sleep knowing that there are things that they could be doing that would make it so that everybody was able to go to sleep in a nice bed in a nice home at night and they just don't want to do it listen and all facts all yeah. facts and folks are starting to as time progresses mm -hmm. you know when that it's the phrase if you give uh, someone enough time they're gonna expose themselves Mm -hmm. And you got a lot of politicians exposing that and you're talking about the systematic systemic racism, you know, Miami yeah. is Im immigrant hub immigrant hub not all immigrants are treated equally. We know this Way back when we know this and when you got Jeanette Nunez <laughs> Suggesting that uh, Cubans be shipped off to the I don't forget what place. I thought that was hysterical that right? because Leaving uh, black Cuban, right? I don't have the same perks <laughs> as my uh, white counterparts because, you know, she blackity black, 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 okay? And when you see how Haitians, everybody who's non-white, all immigrants have been non-white. Nikas, all our Central American indigenous folks, all our black immigrants, how they've been, let's say, how folks have been treated and nikas and at one point in time nikas were the second largest latino population in miami-dade county okay mm -hmm. not represented at all when public elected public officials so when this is happening and people are starting to expose themselves 
okay and it was even more so last year when um the protests were happening in cuba and the hypocrisy that was going on between how those uh how the shutdown of the palmetto was handled here compared to how the shutdown of the i-95 was handled during uh black lives matter movement right it's you're starting to 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 collect the chips collect the chips it's all the racism all of the inequities all of the oppression are out in the open they're starting to like you can't hide from them and it's like so what do you how do you tell people that you a person that benefited from the racism benefited from the fact that you are white you came to this country got all of this help all of this support and now you're trying to kick out folks that are coming because the situation is still pretty dire down there how do you how do you and so the hypocrisy the hypocrisy is insane and oh my the city of miami commissioners and uh, for folks here they don't know miami dade so the county has there's a there's so many fucking politicians here it's hard to keep track and it, i think that's the reason why it's so hard for people to, to, to vote because it is so fucking hard to keep track who is elected here there's a, a county commission and if you have a municipality the municipalities have their commission so the city of miami the city of miami which is made up of three immigrants one black woman and i forget who else is on there because at this point i'm so aggy at them it's insane decided that they were going to try and make virginia key into a an encampment of houseless folks after they voted to criminalize homelessness i think it was a few months ago it wasn't last year it was a few months ago what the hell is and and it's not i can't say i have no idea what's happening because we know what's happening we know what's happening y'all know what's been happening how do you get people to and up in arms that part like they need to get involved that part because we had a 19 percent voter turnout 19 percent, and our, our our county voting turnout is always abysmal i don't blame people at this i went to vote and i'm like i'm looking at this list and it's like our, our governor we have we have charlie christ or ron DeSantis. charlie christ or ron DeSantis. yeah Charlie Christopher Ron DeSantis. So, what the Republican fuck? Republican versus current Republican, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how do we get people out there? Well, Andy, that is the question of our time, isn't mm. it? Let me say something, because we've been talking a lot about some abstract things, and I do mm. want to make sure people know that we, we are about concrete solutions, mm. okay? The community land trust model, the fact that we're building affordable housing, the fact that we know what policies we can implement right now that are not behind the sky. This is not, this is not communismo either, okay? This is, yeah, because you know, as soon as you start talking about housing everybody, all of a sudden everybody's like, Eso no es communismo. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we have a whole policy document, you know, that's so funny, that Miami-Dade County, the commission actually helped design okay it's called the miami-dade affordable housing framework yes this is all a true story okay they commissioned an organization by the name of miami homes for all to go out there and make a community design document that would basically be the affordable housing comprehensive master plan 
and it basically says that we need to build 210,000 units of affordable housing between now and the year 2030. And it details exactly how it is that we're going to pay for it, how it is that we're going to raise the revenues for it. And it doesn't mean that people's taxes are going to go up sky high. There is a slight, very marginal increase in property taxes, okay, of like 0.3%. Now, I bet you, as soon as I said that 0.3%, a lot of people are like, no, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. They're, they're not even gonna you hear just said you just said it right there. Yeah. You know you're gonna hear the point three. Like, bruh, point three percent. Okay. The gasoline alone this year has gone up like fifty, a hundred percent. Okay. So like, don't sweat this point three percent that you're paying on your property taxes that you get homestead exemption from anyway. Okay. That part. That part. All right. Like for real, okay? And we know there are those people that they have multiple properties and they'd be getting homestead exemption on multiple properties. I'm not even coming for those people right now, okay? But people people lose their minds as soon as I say a 0.3% tax increase, right? On property owners, not everybody, on property owners. Even people who rent would be out there in the street be like, absolutely not, no more taxes, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the that doesn't even affect you. We're talking about property owners, okay? So there is a plan. And if we were to implement it tomorrow and we were to have everybody's consensus, we could actually guarantee not 100%, but like 99% of Miamians a home that they can afford. The affordable housing crisis will be over. That's huge. But when we presented this plan back to the county, you know what they said? They, they said, that sounds good. That plan sounds good. But you know, we're going to probably have to sit on it for a while. And they've sat on it for four years. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. I'm sorry. Was it yeah. a Miami-Dade County Commissioner just a arrested on corruption charges? I'm Joe Martinez. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We've, got, we've got the best county commission that money can buy. Mm. Let me tell you. Okay. Oh, he Let still has a bit of... Listen, y'all so yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, uh, the, the commissioners love, 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 love to tell people that, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that. Oh, but the landlords. we don't have the money, because, supposedly. Because we don't have the money. Yeah. And because ahead, they're landlords. And they're because landlords they're landlords. themselves. Oh, but baby, if you want to build a soccer stadium, okay, if you want to build another baseball stadium, do you got money for that. oh, yeah. Oh, we always got money for that. And they'll buy you always. out the property. Yes. Okay. They'll always figure out how to pay for all of that stuff. But housing for the people who need it? Oh, no. No money. So sorry. The bank is closed. Okay? Yeah. This is the, and, like, people don't... I don't understand. It's so crazy how, like, people... Th th like, they have this whole different story in their mind about how it is that our county and our city works, right? They're thinking, oh, no, the county commission, they can't do no wrong, you know, and I ain't going to pay a lick of taxes ever again. But they're figuring out ways to nickel and dime you in all of these other different ways, mm -hmm. right? And they always get what they want with their, with their projects. But for whatever reason, I haven't seen this uprising, this people going up in arms to, like, go out there and be like, yo... It's time for the government to work for the people, mm. not the other way around, okay? No, no. But then, but then, okay. If it's uh, if, if somebody spreads a rumor that Fidel Castro came out of his tomb in oh Cuba, my oh, you gosh. oh, you better believe oh there's about gosh. to be a march all day, every day, for months at a time out in the streets, okay? Everybody. It makes no 
damn sense. Oh, no, and I love my Cuban people, okay? I'm Venezuelan Nicaraguan, so don't even talk to me about socialism. You people don't even know what socialism is, okay? Trust and believe, okay? Because the rate yeah. is too damn high. Because yeah. it is, okay? All right? But at the same time, people be on some bullshit when they think that they are like fighting for these causes that are like make or break life or death and the things that are actually life and death that people are dying because of every single day in the streets of miami people sleep mm. they snooze mm -hmm. they snooze all day they're like i don't care about that i don't care about that person who just had all of their belongings Picked up by the big ass claw from the Miami Homeless Trust and the green shirts that supposedly care about people, but are actually just a branch of the police to criminalize the homeless. Let's talk about that, right? Okay. They don't give a damn. And not okay. to mention, they don't give a damn about the families that are sleeping in their cars underneath bridges, mm -hmm. the mothers that that's um taking their kids to school and the kids and dropping them off down the street so that they the kids' friends don't see the, the clothes in the car mm. where they got all their belongings in the cars. Right. It's crazy. And and Janice, definitely want to talk a little bit more about the work that the healing work that you've been doing because, yeah, it's I'm firm believer that yes, if you give somebody shelter, definitely a priority. However, comma. It's not just the shelter, right? And I'm not saying <laughs> because and and the, I have to be very explicit in what i say because if you start saying oh no and then what you what's next free healthcare? yeah i agree with that too i also free uh, agree with uh, free education uh yeah 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 I, I believe all of these are basic rights so don't come at me exactly um, free, free education free water okay so, free internet okay uh, free yeah those that can't afford mm, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and and that healing work because i work a lot with youth i work a lot with unaccompanied youth i work a lot with youth that have been impacted by child welfare and um for one my school project one thing that i an interview that i had one quote that i got from uh, a worker from the community was it and, and this goes to you, you speaking on your experience how folks in the community had you you didn't have to your mom didn't have to worry about it because the community had you mm-hmm it takes a village but we take the child from their village right so when we're talking about housing when we're talking about all these things that healing work is is understated so talk, if, you, if you can uh, talk a little bit more about that healing work that you've been doing um because it, it's it's not enough and it I do think that it'll impact generations to come because literal children, foster care is still uh, overrepresented. Everybody who overrepresented on the streets, they overrepresented in foster care, right? Yeah. So when I think about what heal, like the healing work, um, you know, in our community, we we wasn't we wasn't taught to go to see the therapist. You know, we our moms wasn't right. taught that. Our moms would go take a bath and go cry in the shower because she ain't got enough money she's stressed out because she ain't got enough money to pay the rent or buy food or even eat herself so she go in the bathroom in the shower turn the shower on and and cry 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 and when she come back out it's like oh mommy how you doing you know with a smile on her face but knowing that in the inside she's mentally drained she's mentally broke 
and she's financially broke mm -hmm. right and don't know how to fix it so for me i created women with broken heels for just those women right there a, a with um a sisterhood when i go back when i tell you about community community holding each other's hand that's a sisterhood and a brotherhood that holds each other's hand because um mental illness is real yep depression is real yep. i've been there i've been there i've been there didn't have no one to talk to didn't know where to turn but you know i have a job i i seek my my therapist but i want to be what women with broken heel bring is a healing circle for women that don't have the financial means to go and see a therapist to pay for a therapist but need to release how they're feeling mm. and need someone to say how you doing today how you showing up today yeah, yeah that's what women with broken heels do provide a space for you to release as members come into women with broken heels i provide them with a journal a dotted journal because if they can't get to someone and speak to someone i always tell them this is a journal write out what you feel into the journal if you can't write it out draw it draw how you feel but release it release it because holding it in it gets more and more festive and built up and you're no good to yourself or your kids if you keep holding in the trauma that um the oppressiveness that you're holding inside your body release that and that circle i i teach women how there's women in our circle that deals with trauma of domestic violence sexual assault childhood sexual assault gun violence mental health three of those things i have faced in some lifestyle of my own time right and i had nobody to turn to i had nobody to talk to but i i needed to educate myself and release myself and heal myself and i said if i can heal myself i can help heal somebody else that that don't have the financial needs to go to a therapist so i'm in the community when 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 um the other piece around that is like women are going through trauma around housing mm. because we're getting evicted out of our house yep. and you know that's stressful on a on a mother that has that has kids that's looking up to her to keep a shelter over their head food on the table and all she doing is stressed out like she's just literally about to lose it because she can't keep that roof over her head because she can't afford it she can't afford it right. Right. so i i want i be that vessel in the community to say hey sis this is how i can hold your hand and we don't have finances i i work five six jobs adrian know i will hustle in the streets five six so if i see a woman if i see a woman that's in need i'm gonna go in my pocket sis how can i help you how can i support you what is it that you need can i take you somewhere and start having those one-on-one -on -one conversations and building relationships and letting them know you have a support system there is a support system but also at some point you know if there's therapy that they need look and seek to get some type of therapy because mm -hmm. i'm not a therapist but i i we are a, a ear to hear mm -hmm. a support system accountability partner 
because our black and brown women don't go to the, we don't go to the therapy we don't go to the psychologist it's still a they, they, that. that's, that's like, they say that's for crazy people yeah. they say that's for crazy people and everybody ain't crazy right but we can't afford to do those things because the, the society that we live in doesn't set us up for helping our mental state of state of mind right. in the time that we're living mm-hmm. right exactly mm. So meditation, meditation is real. Mm-hmm. Speaking affirmations is real. Yep. And teaching that—that's one of the two things that we teach in in our circle with women with broken heels. We teach meditation because prayer. We was taught prayer. You talking to God or whoever your spiritual means is that you mm-hmm. speak to, but do we wait back and listen for the answer? We're always asking for something, mm-hmm. but we get up and walk away because whoever we talking to definitely want to answer your ass back. Mm-hmm. So that's what meditation allows for the answer mm-hmm. and to learn how to calm into the mind because the mind be racing. The, the mind, the mind definitely be racing. Mm-hmm. But how do you calm your mind? That's a hard thing to do. Especially when you got, you got, I'm about to get evicted. I got a 30 day notice on my dough. Um, I don't make enough money to feed these five kids. Mm. Ooh, for the start back, I can't afford to buy no school clothes. Whether they everybody wearing uniforms and not Jordans Oof. and the latest brand um clothing, uniforms still cost. Yep, so sure do. And all I could have do is buy one shirt. For this one for Susie and Sally get a pair of pants and y'all swap. And that's the stress that our communities are looking at. Especially COVID has took us to a whole nother level around mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. We still in this pandemic. Tell Andy a little bit about the healing cooperative that we're doing the grand opening for on September. Yeah, 18th. yeah, yeah. So the Healing Cooperative is going to be our grand opening is September the 18th. Um, right now, it's currently kind of open a little bit, yeah. but we want to tell the world, show the world what this cooperative um, has to offer. We have um, we we this this cooperative is providing affordability to those that cannot afford, mm. that need shelter, but also need healing also too. Mm-hmm. And the cooperative is called the Healing housing and just i mean housing and healing justice co-op because we got to heal our communities because our community our communities are dealing with a lot of trauma and what it does is it provides a teaching space it provides a transition in housing that our um officials are not really properly doing well Right. They're not really providing the transition that people need to elevate out of the situations that they in. So upon coming into our house, you you go through a, uh, a series of um, like trying to get to know you and know what it is that you want, how you see yourself in the next maybe uh, three months, six months. Well, we do like different plans. Right to get our, our residents and our, our members that 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 participate in this program in a in a place of how to elevate out of situations and not stay where you at but then also we have the month the monthly um healing circles that we keep and it can it can vary we have done um 
candlelight visuals. Mm. We 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 go to Tallahassee. We write laws. We definitely yeah, we, we write law. We change laws, baby. Nice. We also we also provide space for um, returning citizens. So mm. every year, I'm I'm a part of a, a coalition that we attach to our housing co-op um, that we do the Black Mama bailout. Mm. So every Mother's Day, dignity, which I'm a part of. We go and we do the Black Mama Bell out, and on Mother's Day we we bail out women out of jail. Damn. Those that need housing, oh yeah, pay the whole bill and help them get transition back into the community. And I don't do that by myself. I do that with a, a, a host of other people. Right. But I I am a formerly incarcerated woman, so I know what it feels like to have been in jail or even. If, if you went to jail for a traffic ticket You formally incarcerated mm. Okay You might not have went to prison mm. But you've seen the jail cells And had the chains on your on your arms right. So this this program What we, we're, we're, we're doing Is going to help people get their lives back on track But at, at the pace that, that what they need And how they can afford But also It's going to allow them to learn Organizing how to get out and tell other people about the work, how to get out there and tell other people in the community to get involved. We have this pledge that we're gonna be, um, we're doing in the community, the housing justice pledge. Cause we also have a game that we created of a solution mm. of how to win housing, affordable housing, this crisis that we're in. We love solutions. Yep, the game is called House of Justice. And the whole reason that we created it is because we were coming into this problem where we were encountering people that before we could even have a conversation about what policies we should be implementing to like address the affordable housing crisis in Miami, their major hang up was, we have an affordable housing crisis in Miami? No joke. No joke. Okay. They were like, I don't feel no crisis and you know if people they can't afford it they should just move that mm-hmm. thing, right those are people who okay. we consider to be our opponents okay <laughs> those are our opponents and they are typically people who also believe that profits come before people people ah, the tech bros right? the tech bros uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a personification. But the whole tech bro is going to save Miami from economic collapse that the mayor is pushing. Absolutely not. No, Absolutely that's, not. That's not <laughs> right. So, um, but our our value is the opposite. If mm. they believe that profit comes before people, what do you think we believe? People over profit. People over profit. Over profit. Every day, yeah. all day. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. So the game is a simulation of the affordable housing crisis. And if you play through it, then you will go, in theory, oh. from somebody who believes profits over people to now yeah, housing is a human right for profits and that housing should be a human right it's a transformation tool nice so yeah yeah, yeah. we've 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 had a lot of people play it in the past and we're still doing a lot of revisions to it to make it even better and more fun but the idea is we want to make it so that it's accessible online so that people can go on and you know have that experience from wherever and they can play with the friends and they can be like a really like an enjoyable game i guess in this case it would be a video game because you'd be playing it through the computer right and we want to peep this to be like the thing that people love to do like i don't know mm-hmm. 
if you play any games, but um, a couple of years ago there was this game, or not a couple of years ago, it was really like height of the pandemic called Among Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, everybody was playing Among Us. They were taking it out of their phone, and they were like going in there, and they were go grouping up with their friends, and they were playing it, right? And it became the hottest thing. Yeah. So we want this game to eventually be yeah. like like that. You know, people like open the app, they play it, and maybe to them it's just a game. But what it's actually doing is it's getting them to realize that there's a whole different world out there that does put people before profits, that mm -hmm. it is possible, and that our values need to adjust to that if we're going to achieve that world right 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 and it goes to that that point that was made earlier about individualistic societies mm -hmm. and moving more <laughs> towards collective work because we're it's it's the only way that's the biggest one of the biggest things is we're not going to be able to do this individually and, and, yeah. and then also our individual wants and needs it's it's not that being selfish because then, can then you, you start you know getting into the nuances and whatnot and we sh for people that have never been selfish in their lives that can be very healing i'm not mm -hmm. talking about you know I'm, I'm saying that whole agreeing with the profit over people is not it i'm not trying to be hit because uh oh going to I don't know how you feel about Jay-Z's <laughs> uh, Jay-Z's been putting out Jay-Z and Beyonce have both been putting out music that have been seemed anti-capitalist and anti-establishment however comma you don't become a billionaire by being anti-capitalist anti-establishment um, so that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about community yep. I'm talking about at the grassroots level right coming mm -hmm. together because that's where it's going to be at um, and you know Trinity's to the points that you're making about folks taking an opportunity to write rest because rest has been a luxury for way too long folks to be able to just shut their minds off is a huge 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 thing that needs to be included in all of this work because there's yep. so many different so many different systems that are when you have so many pipelines leading to prison and nobody it's a problem it's been a problem it's been a problem like yeah. what school to prison oh, yeah. foster care to prison houseless oh, yeah. to prison all pipelines lead to prison lead to prison like but what? Shut all the fucking prisons down hey i'm for it I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm for I'm I'm for abolishment. I'm for abolishment because prisons Absolutely. ain't doing it. Prisons Not ain't doing really it are. when you got more than one incarcerated person explaining a laundry list of history of abuse. Well, we sure as hell ain't addressing the problem. We sure not. The United States has the largest incarcerated yep. population in the entire yep. world. Well, world more than all these other countries that people love to rag on like russia and iraq and afghanistan and like all these dictatorships like north korea even cuba okay yeah 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 the it's largest a... prison population supposedly the freest country in the world y'all okay yeah 
Free to who? That's the question Free because to, um, <laughs> to your point of everybody should have water. The fact that Jackson, Mississippi out here saying, oh, we're out of water in def- clean water. There's no clean running water indefinitely. Say what now? Yeah. So I'm kidding. Who is sending water? We we're actually we're here with some of the organizations. One yeah, of the leaders Jackson. out of Jackson mm-hmm. from Corporation Jackson. Um, we're raising money right now to send to Jackson, Mississippi, uh, to to make sure Jackson, Mississippi has the water and the things that they need over there. I was on the, like we put boots on the ground mm-hmm. to make sure to help our comrades over there because it's just sad that that place is you know don't have the proper water. You can't even brush your teeth. That is wild. Use the bathroom. They don't have enough water to use the bathroom. And now you're talking about bacteria. Mm-hmm. Not now the you're getting another level and i don't see you know the president the governor and all those people coming flying in there mm. trying to save these people mm. they're, they're not coming up with the right like fast solutions Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and when you have and then it's like what's the what's the, the response just move to where where the hell gonna move that's only us being pushed out again that's uh, that's brown black people being pushed out of community mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we see this right here in the 305 mm-hmm. we see this right here in the 305 climate gentrification mm-hmm. high elevation mm-hmm. is real mm-hmm. and I, I I talk about the aspect I don't have anything against dogs or animals but on 62nd street why we needed an aspis clinic we don't oh, have straight yeah. dogs Mm, we don't have stray dogs mm-hmm. walking up and down the street. We was clearly okay with going to how you live, taking our dog to the van or whatever. We needed other things in our community. Okay. We needed other things in our community. We need we don't we don't need sidewalk restaurants. Because mm. when you see the sidewalk restaurants, who is that for? It ain't for us. Mm-hmm. It's for the future of those that's gonna be living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And Thank you for for bringing up um, clam gentrification. For those of y'all that don't know, because this is something that's been brought up constantly, and I don't think you know folks have really dove, dove deeper into. And you know, Adrian, you were talking about Andrew, Hurricane Andrew, and we just passed the thirty year mark. And I was right. around with Andrew, and that was you know, at Trinidad. I don't know if you were down here for Hurricane Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. It, that that night was that was scary. That that was a very very. If you can remember that night, that was a very very scary that night. night. I, I do remember that night because I might have gotten pregnant on that night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a long night, so if you had something to preoccupy yourself, go ahead, girl. Uh, it, it was. It she, was. She, 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 needed, she needed. She needed. She needed the wind outside. The noise from the wind outside. <laughs> to what was happening inside, she needed a distraction. Right? Yeah. She needed a distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it was. It was rough, y'all. It was. If, you can go back and see the videos when I tell you the homestead where yeah. <laughs> we've had people trying to propose a south Dade tech hub all that was underwater y'all under uh, underwater but remember it, what i said in the beginning mm. about family and community what mm. that hurricane did was made you know your neighbor because mm. those people lived yeah. by each other and didn't know their neighbor's name mm. for anything yep. it brought community together yep yep 
show enough to in show enough to in and even now with the, the infrastructure has just been horrible but living in the same place and all of a sudden public works has to come out every time it rains hard live yeah. in miami florida so when public works has to come out every time it rains hard yep. whose money's going to that mm, okay 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 but climate gentrification for y'all for some of y'all that don't know it refers to the ways that climate impacts and adaptations may contribute to changes in community characteristics and potential displacement of vulnerable residents through changes in property values and little haiti overtown all of that all those places were mentioned earlier and the best example to kind of the most recent example to see how that's been manifesting the tragedy of surfside right that has driven people to want to buy above sea level and these historically black neighborhoods happen to be in the places that are above sea level they're not gonna flood when a, a storm comes and because you're combating shady ass developers that built at the beach and it's an island as sand right wait, wait, wait. now you can go to the beach baby you mm. you as a black person can buy get you rent you an apartment true. on the beach that is true that is very true and take your section eight and go live on the beach because guess what now they want you over there huh. when they didn't want you over there but see they understand the rising of the sea exactly. they already understand exactly. five years later that that's gonna be underwater and they're gonna be living in Liberty City and all the high-rise apartments that's being built up for them mm. and the street side dining that's built up for them while we thinking oh let's go to the beach we got a apartment to be hell no stay where you at in Liberty City yep. if you got a piece of if you got a piece of dirt anywhere on this earth you got you got something mm -hmm. so don't fall for the okie doke and go to Miami Beach and go live when those in Miami Beach don't even ain't trying to stay over there they stand over there now mm. but they already know in five to ten years that's underwater right. and not even and then then when they come here to Liberty City little Haiti and over town but they push all of us into the south and everybody know what happened in the south mm -hmm. the south it, it i just heard on tv that the keys in the next 10 i, I think it's like 20 20 years the keys will be underwater mm. Mm. so how close the keys is to homestead it's like 45 city, minutes 45 where they, minutes <laughs> where they want us where they want us to go move at mm. Mm -hmm. and then all you, that's going to yeah. be underwater right and then you're displacing a lot of people it's and from, you're displacing a lot of people you know, you're displacing people from places that they knew for their entire lives to places that they don't know and then you ca you're causing cultural shifts because now you have folks coming into neighborhoods and it's causing tension and then how do you address tension whoop, whoop. okay so police are gonna start rolling up and then it's like oh but all this crime and the neighborhoods are increasing it's like why do you think that's a thing uh Exactly, cause cause mommy God and murder God don't want nobody Ooh. in murder God no more. Ooh. Like murder God, <laughs> mommy God ain't <laughs> making it available for us black folks to come live in, in mommy God anymore. Mm. They all they like uh -uh. we don't want nobody after um Scott Projects was redeveloped. That was a wrap because mm. they seen 
the killing rate went up so high because everybody from Scotts moved to Miami Garden. Mm. So now they don't want that. So everybody, what's happening now? The public housing is being redeveloped. And what's been happening in the South? Every time you turn on the news, what you see? A bunch of killings. Yeah. Now the same way you seen in Miami Garden, there was constant killings. Yeah. So that whole idea that oh my gosh, the un it's the frustration and the anger and it's like you know why this is happening people don't just get up and try to kill somebody Mm -hmm. the like Mm -hmm. all of that and then again rest is a freaking luxury right so when you don't when you can't even comprehend picking up and moving if you even have the funds to pick and move you're probably sitting on someone's couch if that's the one thing that you got you have all this shit going on in your head right empathy is only extended to certain populations mm-hmm. 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 and it's, it's real it's very it, it's exhausting and i'm sick and tired of people placing all these labels without digging deeper and understanding that when somebody loses their identity you can't you don't even have a block to go home to you can it's not even your the oh i used to live here it's like i can't even go back to this street where i used to know everybody on this block because it looks completely different like i love going to gibson park because they have an amazing pool overtown does not look like overtown did and it's like why couldn't this have been done with the inclusion Mm, of the people right right and then go and if you really want to go deep um um if y'all follow the black miami dade ig handle um i believe in the dash green who used to work for npr she's been doing a fucking amazing job like you don't realize just how rich how oh my unbelievably incredibly rich black miami was before i-95 yeah yeah oh yeah before that, I-95 and all these houses of, of big houses just on the north side of Liberty Square mm. that was like black millionaires row basically yep. and if you know about those houses today they're actually they're very nice houses right mm. some of them you know they have some some winter, winter, you know, they need some TLC right or whatever they're big they're huge right big ass houses right there Yep, doctors but live you, there. But you see the segregated wall. The wall has been torn down. There was a wall that divided mm. that side. Wow. Yeah. See, and this is stuff like Miami's disappearing. To me, and I was having this conversation with folks. The Miami's real Miami. The, the real, real Miami. There you go. There you go. The real, real Miami. Miami is disappearing, and we're becoming a freaking franchise of other major cities. No, we becoming a we becoming a resort. Ooh. <laughs> a I resort. wish it was a resort. I feel like it would be on vacation and not. No, no, because because you already know the and not yeah, even yeah. because you know the yeah. hospitality industry is the lowest paid and yet it's the exactly. biggest employer in Miami Dade County, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> my point. It's a resort. <laughs> But it's yeah, a resort yeah. for not your ass, but for other people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 can yeah. come here. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. So it's you know as we we start moving you know towards the end of our conversation 
y'all brought in you know some tangible um you know and i definitely want if you know drop the website um if folks listening smashes on ig i've been posting about the social um justice week it's come people, out come out for real come, come out September, activities September 18 all week long all, all week, week long we're gonna be doing stuff at the house and virtually as well and we want right everybody in, in the city there. in liberty in, city in liberty city yes off of 15th okay. avenue i love mm-hmm. it i love it i love it i love it i love it because it's and i've had other folks talk about grassroots efforts come on here i'm gonna be talking about it until i am purple all right and i'm darkly dark 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 we need to keep doing this shit we need to yeah. keep doing this shit if we it's possible mm-hmm. it's hella possible and you've seen people do it we can do it too it, we're just it's consistency they want us to burn out that's why rest is hella radical rest is resistance and also do the work yeah. But they want us to burn the hell out And it's not going to happen It can't happen It cannot happen So it's crazy to see Just how cyclical Capitalism can be mm-hmm. Because you see When the immigrants were coming in the 80s Shit was going down in this neighborhood And now they're going down in uh, Other neighborhoods because not not because more immigrants are coming well more immigrants are coming more unaccompanied youth are coming they're you know the solution is quote unquote ship them elsewhere <laughs> greetings uh no we need to put a stop to this immediately because all of our lives are online uh, and ami of sixty-eight thousand ain't nothing so i hope that gives folks an insight as to how freaking close to poverty the majority of us are Personally. if if not we're living in it already yep that's very true i think we really living in it really and and just not really saying that we're living in um this poverty because when um covid hit it took out the middle class so it's just you're poor or you're rich you, you're not you're not even in the between because there is no between because the between is down here with us it doesn't even recognize the between anymore. So either you got it or you don't. Absolutely, absolutely. Adrian, Janice, any final thoughts? Well, I just just to wrap it up, and you were bringing it to such a beautiful point of closure. I just want to put a little bow on it. I really want people to come to the grand opening of the Housing and Healing Justice Cooperative on the 18th. Not just because it's going to be a great party and we're going to have great food, by the way. So you know you want some of that. And you and Liberty City, you definitely have a good food. Oh, yes. We're going to have great food. But because this is the first time that people from the community have actually been able to take over a property. Mm. Okay? And I'm not saying it's liberated land yet because there is still a loan that we have to repay. But now that we are the ones who are in control of it okay in control of that loan and we're not paying it to a landlord okay that means that we're going to get to the point where this land is fully ours it is liberated it is 100 percent now the property of the community mm-hmm. and that'll be the first time that's ever happened in miami and everybody can come and be a part of that history by coming to the grand opening and then also by helping to contribute to the organization. If you wanna see like 
all of the land of Miami go into community control so that we can give everybody a house that they can afford? That's possible. But it's not going to be possible if people don't come out and they don't support. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for all those people who ever had a crazy dream of like getting together with their friends and like, yo, we should just get a whole piece of property ourselves, take it over and then, you know, live off the grid. And hey, it's happening. It's literally happening. We're, pulled, we're putting a food forest in the backyard. There's Ooh. a community garden in the front yard. There's going to be solar panels on the top. Nice. It's completely off grid, y'all. Okay. Hey. This is living the dream. And we want everybody to live the dream with us. So you can see there's a different way of doing these things. It doesn't have to be this real estate, you know, zero sum, cutthroat. I'm yes. going to get you before you get me type of economy. Mm. All right. Where everybody's trying to be a landlord so they can exploit all the renters have to be that way y'all okay there is a way for all of us to get free together and yeah. you can join us and gotcha. we can do that gotcha gotcha janice you got anything i ain't got nothing to say my partner has said it all come get all this good healing and justice over amen. here amen thank you thank you thank you let's and heal together gotcha 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 that is that is it for our episode thank you so much to my guests i appreciate you thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your work thank you so much for your energy and as always this is thoughts from the 305 i'm andrea negra take it easy